You're listening to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Baby Dust Podcast. I am so excited to be sitting down today with Karen Ashley. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You know, I am, I'm really excited to be talking with you today. You know, I've been following you on Instagram and we've discussed a little bit even before coming on the podcast about your work as a nurse practitioner. Can you just give our listeners here just maybe a quick introduction to who you are and what you do? Yes. So I am a women's health nurse practitioner and I was conventionally trained as an APRN. I have a master's degree in science um, in nursing. So I went and did my bachelor's degree in nursing and went straight into my master's degree. And then um, I've worked as a nurse in a children's hospital um, in Dallas and a children's hospital in Omaha, Nebraska, and um, got my hospital clinical experience there. And then after my um, I did my master's program, ended up back in Nebraska, and mm-hmm. I am now working remotely from home, um, seeing women's health clients, sort of in a health coaching role so that mm-hmm. I can see people all over the country. Um, it's hard to get your license in 50 states, and so <laughs> um, what I'm doing is working um, in a consulting role so people keep their primary care providers, and I work with them in integrated women's health. So I did an extra year of training Mm. in there, um, a year long program in integrative and functional medicine for women's health, Mm. um, where I learned almost all of what (laughs) I actually use right now in practice. So, um, that came about because I felt when I was in clinicals and women's health, um, in that typical OBGYN office that there were just, and in the hospital too, a lot of gaps in care. Um, Mm. a lot of things that I saw were missing and a lot of things that I felt like I wasn't able to provide my patients. And now I'm able to do that, not in the clinical setting, but I'm able to give them the education and the extra investigation that I think Mm. they needed. I just honestly felt like kind of like a birth control ATM Mm. (laughs) in the women's health clinic. And that was just not what I wanted to do. I did not want to just pass out birth control all day. All the women had a lot of, um, problems that I thought we could sit down and talk about for a long time, but we didn't have that time. You know, it's 15 mm-hmm. minutes in and out, you know, if you're lucky. So, um, I love what I get to do now. Um, and at seeing people remotely and working with fertility, cause there's just nothing I love more than seeing new babies come into the world. So <laughs> that is kind of my, yeah. my focus, but I also do general women's health. Okay. Okay. Well, I think, it, I think it's just fantastic. Um, you know, hearing your robust background and, um, the, just the, the access now, as we were just talking about before I hit the record button of telehealth, making it so that people like you are, you you can find providers like you easier. And I think that's amazing. Um, and so you were talking a little bit about, um, kind of working in that conventional model, breaking out of that conventional model. Um, what are some of the key things that you felt like just didn't make sense there? What, what made you want to venture out for something different? Mostly, um, root cause analysis. Mm -hmm. And this is, I mean, that's the foundation of functional medicine and a foundation of integrative medicine too, is Mm -hmm. to really search for the root cause. I always use the same example, but it is one that um, just happens all the time. 
of um, a woman I saw in clinic um, in an OBGYN office, and she'd come in with recurrent yeast infections, and she'd been coming in probably every two to three months mm. for cyclical yeast infections. She would get them, and then we would treat them with diflucan, and then she, which is a, a medication, mm-hmm. antifungal medication. And then she would go home, and then the symptom. She would finish the medicine, wait a couple weeks, the symptoms come back. Mm. It was really affecting her life. Um, she really came unpleasant. in, and she was crying. Mm. She was just so desperate for help that she knew the diflucan was just not working. It was not solving the root cause. You know, she got the same handout every week of like, you know, mm. where you know, cotton undies and don't use a lot of fragrance products. And she's like, I've done all that. And it's still not helping. And it was impacting Mm. her sex life too with her husband. And so it was just really hard on her. And I I wanted to stay there Mm -hmm. for, you know, an hour and talk to her and, you know, troubleshoot diet and get more in depth into like what other things were going on in her life and what were her other symptoms and what was the root cause of a of a yeast infection, you know, that would not go away. Clearly there was gut disruption. I didn't mm-hmm. know that at the time, but I, I knew something else was going yeah. on and I knew she needed more of a solution and that we just didn't have anything for her. Mm-hmm. And so things like that all the time. And I still get women that call me that have had something like that happen to them. You know, they have symptoms, they go in, you know, it happens with thyroid all the time. I'm tired. They do one thyroid measurement. It's low. Now you're on thyroid medication and they didn't, look any further into it. And there's mm. root causes for thyroid disease and no one checks antibodies. Well, some people do, so I shouldn't say no one. Um, so there's just root causes to mm-hmm. all these conditions. And, and we're not trained in conventional medicine to go after the root cause. We're trained to go after the diagnosis. Yeah. That, that sounds like it'd be a really frustrating place to be in to see that you have patients who very clearly need more help, but just kind of reaching that edge of the toolkit. A lot of the questions that we sometimes get, we field in our Facebook group is simply trying to understand what is this thing of integrative and functional medicine? How does the treatment approach differ from what we're used to in the conventional model? So in a conventional model, if you, then this is probably how it goes for most providers. And I'm not going to speak, you know, that this is what everyone does because there are differences in the way people practice. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, um, the providers don't really want to step on each other's toes. So the OBs won't do a ton of fertility stuff because once they reach a certain point, they're going to want to refer to their referral point for Mm -hmm. further Mm -hmm. testing. Um, And that would be into reproductive endocrinology. And that's where you see like a fertility specialist. And so Mm -hmm. Your OB might run some labs for you, um, but most of them, some of them will do IUI, but not Mm -hmm. many. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they will, if your labs come back okay, they'll probably just give you a referral um, to go see a fertility specialist. And then that person would run some more labs maybe, and then talk to you about medications and um, IUI and IVF. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's their deal. Mm -hmm. Or surgical interventions if you've got like a uterine, like a structural issue, like a uterine Mm -hmm. septum or fibroids or something like that. But there's, I feel a huge gap in the in-between there, um, between here's some labs we can run and here's like assisted reproductive technology. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of nutrition counseling in there, not a lot Mm -hmm. on detoxification support and endocrine disrupting chemicals that are impacting your fertility and your mm-hmm. um, hormones. Um, and then counseling for your marriage, yeah. for um, intimacy in marriage that's really 
can be difficult in marriage in general, not to mention throwing in an infertility diagnosis um, mm-hmm. makes it extra stressful. Um, and then knowing what kind of testing and treatment could be done in that in-between time, bef- you know, between doing nothing and, and waiting and something that's a little more invasive that requires a lot of medication and time and money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is like a, a really big jump, mm-hmm. <laughs> a startling jump, really, to go from, oh, here's a few labs to we need to do these advanced things in order mm-hmm. to get you to cycle. Yeah, so we're looking at root causes. Um, mm-hmm. We're improving nutritional deficiencies, especially if someone has just come off a long time on birth control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um long-term birth control use is considered anything past six months. And I don't know anyone who's only been on it six months. Yeah, really. (laughs) It's almost Mm -hmm. always longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's with that being one of the primary tools in the toolkit, when it gets handed out, usually either if it's for personal choice, wanting to use it or um, medical Mm -hmm. uh, addressing something. Yeah. I mean, it can be month after month after month. So what, what is that? Um, like, do you view coming off birth control as a period of, um, like a time to re-nourish? Do you feel like there is a lot of rebalancing that has to be done post birth control? Um, is that really just something that you weigh based on the person that you're working with? Yeah, definitely based on, um, the person we're working with, um, birth control is known to disrupt, um, gut Mm. microbiome Mm. situation. So people, um, on birth control can end up with IBS and your, um, inflammatory Mm. bowel disease. There's a higher risk of ulcerative colitis if you've been on birth control. Um, and these are not like I'm anti-birth control. I would Mm. never, you know, prescribe it. I hate it, but I'm not like that. It's Mm. definitely, um, a tool to be used wisely. Mm -hmm. Um, but we do know that these things exist. These, Mm -hmm conditions, these associations, these correlations exist. So, um, it depletes B vitamins, which are really important for fertility, really important for pregnancy and delivery and breastfeeding (laughs) and mood. Um, so that is a huge issue in pregnancy and postpartum is anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you start off depleted, um, the pregnancy and postpartum is going to deplete you even further to the point Mm -hmm. where you are symptomatic. So, repleting those nutrients before you get off. So it's not just like, okay, I'm off the birth control. We can start right now. You need to have a plan, (laughs) you know, like, um, so repleting nutrients and there is nutritional testing that we can do. There's a a functional test I used for nutrients so that we can target certain ones. Um, it's not essential, but if you're already struggling, um, to get pregnant, that's one that I prefer running because we Mm. can see where the um, deficiencies are. Um, working on gut health after that to replenish, um, the gut dysbiosis and leaky gut, um, after birth control pills, or just in general from other conditions going on. Um, we want to edit the environment that we are living in. So there's an idea called, um, the exposome. So things that we're exposed to, um, in our environment and then things that, um, are happening inside of our body working together to, um, work for or against our fertility. So, um, really modifying everything that we can modify, um, Mm -hmm. to improve success. So that, um, working on detoxification and I don't mean like wacky stuff, like coffee enemas and stuff. I'm not into that. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'm sure some people find it beneficial. That's fine. But like gentle, gentle detoxification support, Mm -hmm. um, really supporting movement, blood flow, 
mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. working on stress. Stress yeah. is huge, 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 yeah. huge. Oh, really good and important stuff. Yeah. Are you looking for a probiotic that's specifically formulated for fertility? Well, today I want to introduce you to the Needed Pre and Probiotic. This is a really special evidence-based blend of very beneficial microbial boosting bacteria. And it's not just the beneficial microbial strains, you know, it's also the prebiotics. And we really need those prebiotics to feed the good bacteria so that it will hopefully colonize in the gut. Now, what's also amazing about this specific probiotic is that it's formulated to be taken before, during, and after pregnancy. So when you start taking it, you can just continue taking it all the way through your pregnancy. These probiotic strains are beneficial for your baby. Um, And then continue taking them after pregnancy as your body's going through those transitions away from high hormones back to more of a normal state. So if you want to give this a try, you can save 20% off your first order by using the code BLISSBERRYWELLNESS20. So I know that you have been um, working on and launching a new program. Um, uh, I'd love to take a minute to talk about that. Um, do, do you incorporate some of these, those things you were mentioning, working on stress, working on detoxification? What, tell us about this new program that you have. Yes. Yeah, so I started um, kind of working on this because um, there are barriers to working with an integrative and functional medicine provider. I'm probably mm-hmm. the cheapest one I know, but there's still mm-hmm. people that I just can't afford that, you know, yeah. um, or the testing is expensive and they're just not mm-hmm. sure which testing they actually need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of this, a lot, almost all of infertility is actually subfertility. Mm-hmm. So it's infertility sounds really final. It's like mm-hmm. this, like sterile, like, yeah there's no way I'm going to get pregnant, but most of it is subfertility. And so, um, if we can, you know, correct a nutritional imbalance, if we can support, um, men's fertility alongside us, if we can, um, really get some of those endocrine disrupting chemicals out of our life and support our stress management, then those people can get pregnant and they don't need to go down the IUI IVF route. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, you know, a simpler solution. It's non-invasive. And I tell people it's really, you have nothing to lose by getting healthier. I mean, mm-hmm. even if this Absolutely. you know doesn't result in a pregnancy, you're healthier. And mm-hmm. so if you decide to go on to IUI, IVF, your chances are improved because mm-hmm. of your overall general health. So um, I go over, it's a 12-week program um, and this DIY at home, but I also... Um, have a, we'll have a Facebook group set up for people to connect and um, keep each other accountable if they like to do that. I recommend couples go through it together so that they can make changes together. They are on the same page. Um, they're supporting each other. Um, and so we go through four weeks of nutrition mm-hmm. and um, improving the digest general nutrition foundations um, mm-hmm. and then extra support for fertility, um, fertility nutrition. And so Then we go into editing the environment, like I talked about, getting chemicals out, especially for men. This is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Sperm are just really um, sensitive to chemicals in the environment. And so if your husband's working in an industrial area or an area, you know, a job of high stress, um, Mm -hmm. if he's hot all the time, (laughs) you know, like these things impact um, semen quality. So um, we touch on that to improving um, sperm quality um, and 
the cleaning out the kitchen pantry, cleaning out the cleaning closet, um, improving air quality at home and water quality, um, just to remove that burden um, from the body mm-hmm. of all those chemicals. Um, reproduction is actually like kind of last on the list of the body's mm-hmm. priorities, mm-hmm. Um, which is crazy, you know? Yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, but it's and you think it's not essential to your right. own life, um, you know, breathing, mm-hmm. heart beating you know, and even digestion is pretty low on that list, um, Mm -hmm. of things for survival. So, um, your body is going to prioritize, especially in times of stress, those vital organs and your, uh, uterus is not a vital organ (laughs) to, um, it's a survival. So get it to re like reprioritize that, you know, I know a lot of us (laughs) right now, (laughs) uterus is a priority. Um, and so if you're optimizing your health overall, your mm-hmm. body has the resources mm-hmm. to put towards reproduction. So, mm-hmm. um, yes. And then S O sex and intimacy. So I have, um, a lot of experts lined up. Um, I've done a bunch of the interviews already. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do more as the time goes on. Um, and open to suggestions of people wanting to add more, um, specific providers in, but, um, mm-hmm. a NAPRO, um, technology physician, um, counselors. So mm-hmm. a couple of mental health counselors, mm-hmm. um, to talk about the strain on intimacy and in marriage. Um, and then also include a little, um, family planning education in there. Some people have had it, some people haven't. So I, I put it in there just mm-hmm. in case. Um, and then testing and treatment. So mm-hmm. condition specific protocols, um, things to ask your physician for. There's a lot of things that I would want to know as a integrated provider that could be run through your own insurance and your own provider. Oh, you don't just take great. a list of these are the labs I need. Insurance will pay for these. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them do um, out of pocket because those can be more expensive, but also flex spending covers um, the cost of courses. If you have a diagnosis oh, and it covers um, the cost of supplements, if you have a diagnosis and um, your testing. Wow. So. That, that's fantastic to know. Yeah. Well, we're going to include links to that and below. Um, and so that way, if you scroll down, if you're listening to this, you'll be able to find all the links to the course as well to Karen in the section below, um, this podcast, but Karen, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for talking to us about what you do and about your new program if you really quick would give someone uh, one piece of encouragement um, before wrapping up, is there something you'd, you'd share? Uh, I would share that there is hope. I mean, there is hope for healing, no matter if it's, if it's fertility, if it's, um, you know, any medical condition, thyroid, you have IBS, whatever, there is hope for healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it feels really frustrating. It feels isolating. It feels um, hopeless. Mm-hmm. And it feels like because you've been dealing with it for so long that it can't get better. And I can attest to my own health struggles that it can get better and that there are people around that are happy to help you. Um, we just need to find them. But there is hope. You can wait expectantly for change. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And and thank you for taking the time today to talk to us um, all of the information to connect with Karen is in that section. So I, um, I encourage you to scroll down, um, connect with her on Instagram, check out her new program. Um, and also keep an eye out for all of the other great things that, um, I know will be coming down the pipeline and being posted. So, um, thank you so much again. Great. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for tuning into the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. Please share this episode with a friend and be sure to follow Baby Dust at babydust.substack.com for updates on all new episodes and free fertility resource guides. Until next time, I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Bye for now.